Where do we find the courage to change our lives? What prepares us to make these choices, and how do we walk faithfully after making them? Today's scriptures provide us with a study in contrasts. Let's start with Rebecca in our first reading. The courage she shows in crossing the desert with a stranger to marry a man she has never met, it's impressive. Arranged marriages were common back then, but she is asked, and she says yes. Like Abraham, she leaves the land of her ancestors to start a new life, find a new home. We talk a lot about the faith of Abraham. In her own way, Rebecca is no less inspiring, especially for those of us who could use a few more matriarchs in our communion of saints. Abraham, at least, hears the call from God directly. Rebecca hears it, like many of us may hear ours, through another's invitation and our own intuition. A reading from Romans names the difficulty in this and just how hard it can be to trust our inmost self. Rebecca will make some questionable choices later, but at least they are her choices. No one else dares to make them for her. She won't let them. In the first of several parallels to Abraham, who once entertained angels in the desert, Rebecca's first recorded act is one of extravagant hospitality. She passes a test she doesn't even know she's taking. It's one thing to offer a drink to a thirsty man in the desert. Anyone might do that. It's quite another to quench the thirst of 10 camels. She takes matters into her own hands for no reason other than kindness. She doesn't know who she's helping or what the servant will offer. What we might get in return is never the point of hospitality. She simply sees a need and chooses to fill it. Bishop Marianne would say that this is part of what gave Rebecca courage when she needed it. A couple of months ago, our bishop published a new book called How We Learn to Be Brave. In it, she says, how we prepare for decisive moments determines our ability to step up to them when they come. And how we live in the light of our decisive moments is, in the end, what determines their significance. Unfortunately, this is not the kind of test we can cram for. Our character builds, one choice at a time. As Jesus once advised us, we practice being faithful and risking failure for what is right in small things, so that when the big things come and the stakes are higher, we have some muscle memory to draw from. 
I will admit that I love the more adventurous examples of faith, those invitations to leap into the unknown. They remind me that I'm not alone when I need to change my life. The God of Abraham and Rebecca is still with us. That is good news. Of course, it's easier when the command is to go and start again. It can be a lot harder when the call is to stay and start again. The heroics of the everyday are not nearly as obvious. I suspect that that is part of the problem for Jesus' listeners in today's gospel. They won't make a choice at all. They see John the Baptist's path of self-denial and reject that. And they see Jesus' path of radical welcome, and they reject that too. The invitation from Jesus seems clear enough. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So what's stopping them from saying yes? Perhaps they're overthinking it. It happens. Too often, we would rather not choose at all rather than risk being wrong. And we end up on the sidelines of our own lives in the process. I assume this is the reason for Jesus' aside about God hiding things from the wise and the intelligent and revealing them to infants. If children are the ones in this passage to whom God reveals things, then the children in the opening image are onto something. It's as if Jesus is saying, I rejoice at what's right, and you don't respond. I lament what's wrong, and you don't respond. Enough with your fear of making a mistake. Get in the game. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to give you something. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Now, at first, a yoke does not sound like much of a gift. For those of you who are not up on your primitive farm equipment, a yoke is a wooden cross piece that is tied across the neck of, necks of a group of animals so that they can pull their cargo more easily. In this passage, Jesus invites us to consider our burdens and whose they really are. At times, we carry the burden of impossible expectations, be it others or, more likely, our own. And the weight can be crushing. Other times, we are carrying others' responsibilities for them instead of with them, either because they've dropped them on us or because we have convinced ourselves that this is what makes us worthwhile. Our identity can get wrapped up in carrying as much as possible, as if shouldering all that weight automatically makes us better people, when it might just make us bitter and resentful instead. It's these kinds of burdens that Jesus is offering to free us from, 
so that we do have the strength to carry what is actually ours, and so that we can develop the character needed for Rebecca's brand of courage and kindness. Here is where the yoke image becomes helpful. When we are yoked to another, we are not carrying our burdens alone anymore. We are not cast adrift to set our direction all by ourselves. We gain strength from pulling in the same direction and keeping pace with each other. And praise be to God, this is more than just an invitation to work. Jesus promises rest for our souls. Time to lay our burdens down so that we can pick them up again. Time to dream and open ourselves to whatever God has for us next, whether the call is to go or to stay. Perhaps in this promise, we can find our courage. Joining Jesus on his journey prepares us for our own. We learn from him how to be brave, how to listen to our inmost selves, and then to find the courage to take the next step, because sometimes that is all we can see. And that's okay. Jesus can be trusted to lead us from there. Or in the words of one of my favorite prayers, to see thee, Lord, is the end and the beginning. Thou carriest us and goest before. Thou art the journey and the journey's end. Amen.